Welcome to the Soul Food Podcast. I'm Beck, And I'm Dee. And we are soul sisters who just love to talk about the deep stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today for some real and raw conversation. We've got some food for your soul. Together, let's unpack both the possibilities and challenges of our human experience and how we each journey to trade fear for peace in body, soul and spirit. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Soul Food Podcast. We are so excited that you tuned in. How are you feeling, Dee? I am with you, girl. I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, I think that this is this is going to be a great conversation to kick off Soul Food Podcast. And we felt what a better place to start than talking about what is the soul and why should we even care about it? Mm. And yeah, I would love if you wanted to just jump in to explaining that, Dee. What is the soul? Yeah, wow. Just a a, a small, small topic to start with. No worries, Beth. Thanks. (laughs) I'll take it from here. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, I will certainly do my best. Um, The soul. When, When we use the term the soul, you know, you can ask one person and their answer is going to be completely different than if you ask another person. Um, I personally have, um, you know, I've done a lot of research in this area um, over, over the course of a lot of years. And for me personally, when I use the term the soul, I mean that deepest, truest part of who we are. It's our, our, tr- our true self, our deepest self. It is the, it's the part of us that, um, you know, it, it's not caught up in a label or a role or responsibility. Um, we can even think of it like this, you know, when, when somebody asks who we are, we generally reply with, I am this person. I am name. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am a boss. I'm an employee. I am a business owner, I am an athlete, I am, I am this, you know, there's always a something attached to the I am. But what if we removed that something that was attached to the I am, you know, because that whatever, whatever is attached to that I am statement, it comes and goes Mm. and it can, it can be taken away at any time. Um, And so it is so important that we come to know who we are apart from all of that stuff. Um, And I think one way to think about the soul that might be helpful for a lot of people is to look at what the soul is not. Um, And so, you know, I, I use the statement, the soul is your true self. And so that would then imply that there is a false self. And when we talk about that false self, a lot of um, a lot of people would refer to that false self as the ego. That term mm-hmm. is very popular, especially in this day and age. Um, so the ego is the mind construct. It is, as I was saying earlier, it's the part of us that has all of those roles, those titles, those responsibilities attached to it. Um, it is the place that we find our worth and value, you know, um, so many of us get caught up in finding our worth and value in what we look like, in what we do, in a role, you know, say I'm a mother or I'm a wife Mm. or whatever it might be. Um, 
you know, I have this talent, I look like this. Um, and so that, that is the false self because as I said before, that all of that stuff, it comes and goes, you know, you might be, you might be attractive, but then, you know, after a couple of years, <laughs> it's like, you know, like time, time passes, everything well, changes. I mean, and so what on that is, note, like when you think of a yeah. high performance athlete, like an Olympian and their whole life mm-hmm. is built around being this elite person in this particular sport. And then when that's over, we hear so many of these athletes just they become depressed. They become a shell of who they were because they wrapped their whole self and their whole understanding of who they are in this one thing that they could do. And when that was taken away and they retired, exactly. then it's like, well, who am I now? And we all do that every day. So, so interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I know for me personally, I've gone through that a number of times, you know, I found my worth and value in so many different things in my accomplishments, um, you know, and when we find our worth and value in not who, not in who we are, um, at the deepest level, you know, our soul. Um, but when we find our worth and value in the false self, in the egoic mind constructed sense of who we are, Um, then we're in big Mm. trouble. And that's when anxiety, depression, all of that stuff can can really come about um, because, you know, our worth and value is, you know, once it's it's put, when we put our worth and value in something that that can be taken away, then we're in big Mm. trouble. Um, But when we put our worth and value in our soul self, the truest, deepest part of who we are, then that really is the inherent, um, you know, that, that's, that's a worth and value that can never be taken away. No one can take mm-hmm. it away. And it's not based on what we do or who we are um, or any role or title or label that we might give ourselves. As I was saying earlier, it is the, um, it is the I am without anything attached to it. It just is. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of even just now a quote that's coming up to me is um, uh, I remember some um, reading in, in a book, um, somebody asked a, actually asked a Zen master that question, you know, who, who are we really? And the Zen master replied, um, who were you, who were you before you were born? Mm. Who were you before you were born? You know, because we come into this world and, um, and then it's only when we come into this world when we're born that we start, um, you know, really attaching ourselves to all of these labels and all of these, you know, I am this person, this is my name, I'm from this place, I belong in this family. But who were we going back, going back, yeah. you know, who were we apart from all of that? Um, so I think to really understand the soul properly coming into that place of contemplation and meditation is, um, is a really beautiful thing. Oh, absolutely. And I think once we can detach from those labels that we feel like we earned, that there's such a place of freedom there because no longer are you looking for affirmation from other people or success to define you or accomplishment to tell you that you're worth something on this earth, but you just are loved as you are. Um, inherently because of your divine nature and that is such a freeing place to come to nothing can can kind of come against you Um, so and I find it interesting that 
our culture now has become one that is completely um, conducive of of the opposite of that. Like we are just in a, a world of go, 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 hustle and bustle, stress and striving, yeah. and we're addicted to speed and not the drug, but the yes. time consciousness mm-hmm. of just how many things can I fit into my day and how much can I produce and how many people can I have coffee yeah. with? And, you know, if we looked at the last seven days and, and even a challenge to our listeners right now is look at the last seven days of your week and would you say that you're living a really peaceful, restful, you know, existence on earth or are you just hustling and bustling from dawn till dusk just like getting stuff done? And yeah. that's a really good indication yeah. of the state of your soul. Um, and with the 24-hour news yes. cycle and online shopping and that whole like I want it now mentality, um, social media and comparison, even Uber Eats, like you can literally call to get food within like 10 minutes mm-hmm. to your door. And it's just that whole yeah. cycle yeah. and that tyranny of the urgent um, that does disastrous things to our soul and we're not even necessarily aware of it and that's kind of what we want to talk about in this podcast is how do we become aware how do we become aware of our culture that is sweeping us away in in that wave of entertainment and success and accomplishment and accumulation and how do we resist that and create frameworks where we can actually come back to ourselves and remember who we actually are at the very core apart from all those other labels that we give give to ourselves yeah yeah that's so that's so beautiful Beck I I really believe the biggest the biggest modern day sickness the biggest modern day illness of today is a lack of space um, and, you know, the, the, there's a lack of internal space, but that is seen through, it's, it's, a, it's seen, it's manifested through the lack of external space. You know, our schedules are full from dawn to dusk, um, you know, from the moment we get up until the moment we go to bed, our, our schedules are jam packed. And this might be normal. But in no way is it natural. Mm. It is not natural. Normal, but not natural. How do I know that? How can I say that? Because have a look at the effects, the, ne- the negative effects that it's having on us, body, um, our, our, you know, physically, mentally, mm. emotionally, body, soul, spirit, in every part of us. You know, as a society, um, we are more medicated than we've ever been. We are sicker than we've ever been. Um, and, and it really does, I believe, come back to this issue of a lack of space, a lack of inner and, and outer space. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that the things that we're seeing manifesting in our lives, like depression, anxiety, angst, um, just mm-hmm. all of those things that we feel that there's this just general sense that we're not happy, we're not at ease with ourselves. Yeah. And we honestly, all the stuff we pack into our lives, it's just pacifying our angst. It's just medicating our unhappiness and shoving it down further and further into the abyss. And so we just ignore it and we ignore it and we ignore it. And so then when it comes out of us like depression, anxiety, 
yeah, we just get a pill to fix it. And we don't look deeper. We don't look under the hood into what actually has caused this in my life and what do I need to address and make changes. And that cognitive awareness of that emptiness that is actually really deep in us, that is what we want to talk about. Like that is what needs to be brought into the light so that we can actually address that emptiness and go, all right, well, what do I need to change and how can I treat my soul with care and respect and give it what it needs and wake up um, to, to, yeah, wake up and and just stop. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's it. And I think a lot of people are, I know for me personally, um, I, and some, sometimes it's still like that, you know, I'm scared to stop and I fill my schedule. (laughs) Um, I jam, jam pack it because I know that if I stop, I'm going to have to deal with some stuff internally that I might not necessarily want to deal with. Yeah. And even, you know, uh, it's like, we're, we're scared of silence. We're scared to, um, just, you know, we, we could be cooking, doing the housework, whatever it might be. There's always noise. I don't know about you, Beck, but I'm like so guilty of, um, you know, always having something in the background, whether it's a uni lecture or oh, a podcast 100%. or, you know, you can listen to I'm a sucker yeah. for learning <laughs> um, stuff. But I just want to consume, consume. Yes. And that's not bad, but yeah. we never give ourselves space to then integrate what we've learned into our lives and reflect on it and it's like yeah absolutely you just want to have more 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 don't yeah don't stop because then all the dark stuff the shadow self will bubble up and that's a bit scary I really felt um this was a lesson for me about four years ago when I had to move um cities and I moved away from what I knew and my life was just packed full of events and you know, friends and parties and all this stuff like work and all these things from the moment I wake up till when I went to bed, I'd just be go, go, go. And when I moved, I was working from home. I didn't know anybody. And it was this like insane moment of nothingness, of just stop. Yeah. Stillness. Stillness. It was so confronting. And I remember just sitting in the house with my newly wed husband like we'd just gotten married and I was like oh my gosh what is this deafening silence that I can hear Mm -hmm. and I had to confront so many things I'd shoved down in my heart in my soul that I didn't realize was there because I was just medicating with all this stuff in my life and yeah it was like time to just deal with the baggage and it was the hardest thing but the most freeing experience I think I've ever had over the next two years that it took for yeah. me to unravel a lot of that stuff yeah I remember that girl Ooh, I was there that with was you. tough well, not physically but <laughs> even still like, I know I know yeah even still yeah. it's difficult but, like even uh, once you learn it you learn how yeah. to be still it's it's still hard to yeah. uh, go back to that place and we don't yeah technically we don't um we're not naturally inclined I suppose sometimes when we've been conditioned by our culture to be on the go so much yeah yeah that's it that's it but the only way because I know um a lot of people are probably thinking um okay so you've just introduced this concept of the soul uh, this concept of the true self and the false self so you know how do I live from my true self how do Mm. I find my true self um, and I just want to encourage everyone that it's not about finding your true self. It's, 
you know, it, it is about removing your false self, removing everything that is is false mm. to you. And and what do I mean by that? I mean simply bringing your attention, your awareness onto that place within you that never changes. You know, that place within you that um, does not have a role or a label or a title. And as you were saying, Beck, the only way that we can truly find that place is by giving ourselves space. Mm. Um, but I, the first step really is the discovery that, okay, you know, I have, I have a choice at any given time. I have a choice. Where am I living from? Am I living from my false self right now? Or am I living from my true self right now? And so step number one is that is to actually know that those, those two different foundations, I guess you could call them, um, exists. Mm. And then secondly, to have the discernment, the self discernment, to know where you're living from at any given time. Um, And for me personally, I'll um, I'll share what has been helpful for me and then maybe you could do the same um, for our listeners, Beck. But um, in terms of the the foundation that I'm living from, I know that whenever I get jealous, whenever I get fearful, whenever I get, you know, angry, um, you know, whenever these emotions start coming up, whenever I fall into striving or feel like I'm... um, you know, I'm not good enough or I haven't done enough. That is a sure sign that I am not living from my true self. Mm. That is a sure sign that I've neglected my soul. Um, you know, but you know, those, those times that you really experience, um, complete peace, complete contentment, despite your external circumstances, I'm not talking about a, a happiness that comes and goes, a happiness that is based on circumstances or, you know, maybe the happiness that you feel when you, um, you know, get something new or, you know, maybe you get a promotion or whatever it might be, you know, all of that stuff, that all of that comes and goes. Mm-hmm. But when everything is taken away, stripped away, when there's just you and there's nothing and the external circumstances aren't even a consideration, there is a place of peace and joy and, and hope. Um, and complete contentment. And, and I know for me personally, the only way that the only times that I've experienced that the only um, way that I can really come back to that place is when I give myself space, mm. when I allow myself to breathe, when I don't run, when I don't fill the, the air with, you know, unnecessary noise, um, you know, when I just stop and it's just me. Oh, so good. So it's beautiful. Yeah. What about you? Well, I came across this quote that I want to share because this really summed up my life before I had this realization that I was a chronic neglecter of my soul. Um, And it's a quote by Thomas Merton, who is a monk, and he says... Love that guy. So good. So much wisdom. Uh, His quote is, To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns to give in to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, to want to help everyone and everything is to succumb to violence. Wow. I'll read it again. Wow, that is so heavy. Yeah, please do. Please do. All right, all of our (laughs) listeners, just take a moment. Shut your eyes unless you're driving. To allow. (laughs) Take a deep breath in. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to give in to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, 
To want to help everyone and everything is to succumb to violence. And I think, you know, we think of violence as an external term. We think of it as something happening to us from the outside. But we don't realize that our lives, when we're living in this way of hustle and hurry and go, 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 and the false self and feeding the ego, we're inflicting an internal violence on ourselves, upon our own soul, and not giving attention to our inner lives. And I want if we look at it like that, that I was like, I don't want to do that to myself. (laughs) I don't want to be violent to myself. And so giving yourself permission, that was the first step to me was giving myself permission to say no to things, to not have to do all of the helping someone move house and cooking a meal for someone and Mm -hmm. showing up to every meeting or even serving at church, you know, I felt like I had to say yes and be that person that everyone could turn to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know I could say no. I could actually give myself permission to prioritize myself. And so that was the first step for me. And then absolutely giving myself space and not being afraid of what was going to come out from underneath the surface. And I think we can often just see the the it's like the iceberg right like you see what's above the waterline and you think oh yeah I'm good I'm good and I felt that way about myself I was like I'm happy I've got it all together and I was just looking at that iceberg above the waterline but when I gave myself permission to slow down to stop and reflect all this stuff under the water started to come up and I realized I had to confront it head on I couldn't run away anymore I couldn't try to medicate it with something that made me feel happy again or just jump online and, and, you know, buy a new dress and get that rush of um, dopamine (laughs) to just, you know, to pacify it and actually just feel the feelings and address the deeper, deeper things under the water. And I think that some of our listeners might feel that way, that they're, they're not giving themselves that permission or allowing themselves to to deal with that trauma or that baggage that they've been carrying and the fragments of their life that they've just been trying to to force together and make it work. It's okay, guys. Like actually just listen to that part of the cry of your heart, the cry of your soul needing you to give it attention um, and to unravel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautifully said, Beck. Um you know, and just as you were speaking, I had this thought that, well, you know what, you know, life is always going to place demands on us. It's always going to ask things for us more than what we can, more than what we can give. You know, there's always going to be things that we can say yes to, um, invitations. And uh, I think the truth is, is that if we're living from our true self, if we're living from the soul and not from the ego, then we are going to know at every single moment what we are to say yes to and what we are to say no to. Um, And life is going to be very healthy and balanced. So um, I just want to encourage everyone. And I think just as, um, you know, one final call to action um, and, and one last little bit of encouragement is that 
Um, you know, if, if you make the decision to live every day from your soul, from your deepest, from the deepest part of who you are, then you will always be at the right place at the right time. You don't have to be scared that you're going to miss out, you know, um, by saying no to something that, um, you might want to, you know, the amount of times that I've thought in my mind, oh, I should really go to that you know, that social engagement, whatever it might be, I I really should say yes to that party. Um, But then there's this, like this thing inside of me that's just gone, well, you know, no, I don't want to, I actually don't want to go. Like my, my heart has gone, no, I I need a night in, you know, or I just, um, I don't have space for that right now. Um, you know, but my, my head, my ego has gone, no, it's like and FOMO, fear of missing out. what will they think you're not their friend and all of those things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But if we if we are living from our soul, then we will always be at the right place at the right time. Everything will always work out. And you know what? People aren't always going to be happy with your decisions. People are always going to want you to say yes to things that will um, benefit them. But the we can only love others the way that we love mm-hmm. ourselves. And you know, the truest act of self-love is from living, is is living from our true self. You know, that really is the truest act mm-hmm. of of self-love. And the only way we can love others, um, you know, really, really well in a really healthy way is by loving ourselves and um, giving ourselves space every single morning that you wake up. Just observe the mind's tendency to start thinking about everything that you have to do today and all the invitations. What am I going to say yes to? How am I going to get all this done? All of, you know, just observe that tendency. Take a deep breath in, a deep breath out. You know, just take a moment and, um, you know, really make that, that conscious choice that, okay, today, I am not going to live in the rat race. I'm not going to live in the hamster hamster wheel. I'm going to live mindfully. I'm going to, you know, every time that, that fear and anxiety or whatever it might be comes up, just stop, observe it, take a deep breath in, breathe it out, and then continue. Absolutely. And I think it is that questioning of, okay, so I'm feeling anxiety I'm feeling frustration I'm feeling like I need to prove myself where is that coming from and why and I think Mm. you know often the heart is a good indicator like if the heart is reluctant stop and ask why why is it that way and we don't often allow ourselves to stop and ask questions of our emotions we think we are at the beck and call and the mercy of our emotional roller coaster of life and no emotion is good or bad but I think we still do have control over asking ourselves, why is this emotion overcoming me and how can I move forward from here in a way that that yeah. honours the true self? And that is a freeing place and a very self-aware place to, to reach. Yeah, very self-aware. Yeah, yeah. That is so true. Well, Beck, do you have a, a final thought for our listeners? What would you like to leave everyone with today? Oh, I guess I just, the, the, the goal of our amazing little podcast, I suppose, is that we can each just journey to create a place where our souls can become more intact. I think we live in such fragmented 
world where our emotional life, our physical life, our spiritual life, our relationships, our vocation, it all fragments and we're trying to piece it all together with our ego, right, with our false self and label and try to make something of ourselves. And that just destroys the peace in our soul. And so, yeah, the goal is to have an intact soul, a robust sanity where we can just come to a place of just peace with what is and like you said nothing can give and nothing can take away it's just it just is and that to me is the goal and I think it's so achievable but it is a constant daily reminder when you wake up just to breathe in and breathe out and to make a decision and to keep making little decisions every day to um to honor that yeah yeah how about you Dee oh that is so beautiful the final thought is that, um, you know, there can be a lot of fear that comes with denying the false self and living out of the true self or living out of the soul. Um, my encouragement is that your best life can only be lived out of the, out of your true self, out of your soul. If you want to, you want to experience true life, that's where it is. You know, the ego, the false self will always come in and say, you know, you're going to live your best life when you, um, you know, get this partner or you start making this amount of money or you buy that house or you have that child or, you you know, whatever it might be. It's like because the false self is always seeking. It's never satisfied. It's never content. Um, But your true life is found from the place of the soul, living from that foundation. Um, So on a practical level, I, and, you know, in future podcasts, we will definitely get a little more practical, a little more nitty gritty and talk about, um, you know, just practically what this looks like. How do you actually live this out? Mm. And so stay tuned for um, the other episodes that are coming up on that. But just for today, I just want to encourage everyone just to, um, you know, create space, create space. And, um, and I, I think a little bit of homework, really, if this is all new to you, is just to contemplate, meditate on the fact that you are not anything that you can connect to that I am statement. I am this, I am that, I am from here, I am this person. Um, you know, that is not true to you because that always changes. But who are you when all of that is taken away? Mm. Um, you know, your worth and value is 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 not based on anything that you can do it's not based on on who you are um it is you know it's the deepest part of who you are it's you know like that quote that i i used right at the start it's it's who you were before you were born you know that is where your worth and value um truly lies you know no mistake that you um you could ever make nothing that you could ever do can change your worth and value. Um, your worth and value is not based on any of that. It's who you truly are. And, um, and you deserve, you deserve to experience that. So absolutely. That is my encouragement to you. And, um, I just bless you on this journey and say, thank you so much for joining us. Um, because Beck and I are journeying (laughs) this together, you know, by no means are, are are we there yet? Wherever there is, Uh, we're not there yet, but we're just, um, so excited that you have decided to join us on, on our walk. Absolutely. Wow. Did we just finish our first episode? (laughs) 
I think we might have. Awesome. Oh my god. Well, gosh. we hope that blessed everybody wow. and yeah, much, much more to come. Um, and we hope that if you loved this podcast episode that you will like and subscribe, share it around to all your friends and family. And um, yeah, we can't wait to have you tune in for episode two. Thank you so much. Much love, love and light. Thank you. Bye.